You got a John Park episode of Talking Crypto today. Welcome back to the show. And of course, I'm with my crypto spiritual advisor, Rico Benz. Yes, 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 yes. Also back on the show with us today, deep from the darkest scoundrels of the internet, the Ape King, Tunes FX. Bless love. Greetings. And Tech Man Tom. Good day, good day, good day, good day. Make sure our equipment stays up. <laughs> uh, you know I got you. All right. Today we have a very special guest on the line with us, Senior Birdie. Senior Birdie. He's the co-founder of Rasta Finance. Blessings, my brothers. It's a pleasure to be here. This is Senior Birdie speaking. Oh, yeah. So Senior Birdie is with us all the way from Vancouver. That's right. On the West Coast. West Where the, the mountains are high, the ocean is cold, and the weed is strong. It's a pleasure to be here. I, um, I met Rico Benz some time ago, and, and we've been meaning to, to get together and chat a little bit, so it's an honor to be here. I'm, uh, I'm so excited. It's our pleasure to have you, man. Oh, yeah. Senior Birdie, yeah. welcome to the Bahamas, man. Oh, I love the Bahamas so much. I just wish I was there in person. <laughs> hey, how, how's the weather over there in Vancouver, by the way? Right now, it's probably about um, six degrees Celsius, cloudy, moist. Mm. It, not fun at all. Doesn't sound like. Doesn't sound like. Yeah. So, Senior Birdie, man, just give us a you know a quick rundown on yourself. Yeah, yeah. So I go by Birdie in the cryptosphere. That's obviously not my real name, uh, but um, you know, serial tech entrepreneur for a number of years. Uh, my background is mostly in venture capital. Uh, since um, I study electrical engineering, um, I've kind of been exposed to various different industries, but the crypto space in specific, I've been interested in since 2013. Right. Um, back when you know the dark web was really the only use case of the Bitcoin, and, mm. and you would you would have to you know find ways of getting some through P two P transfers. You know you would right. find someone on an online forum, mm -hmm. you would send him money to his bank account, and mm -hmm. ideally he would send you some crypto. Yeah, uh, a lot of things went wrong back in the day too, <laughs> but you know I held some Doge since then. Bitcoin is one of those things that always runs through my fingers. Whenever I have it, it's gone. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I'm, I'm going to accumulate it again. Um, most recently, uh, I've been the chief executive officer uh, and one of the founders of Rasta Finance. Rasta. And um, you know this is um, this really stemmed from my deep appreciation and respect for the the Rasta culture. Uh, the music and the spirit that moves uh, Rastafari is right. um, unmatched in the world in, in that it is powerful, it is uh, benevolent, right. it is caring, uh, but the, the message it spreads is always one of hope, light, and positivity. And, you know, the tech space really became this environment where you come up with random words and they become the name of your project. Google, Ogle, Togle. Chogol, whatever you call it, 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 yeah. it carries no meaning uh, to me personally. So I said, okay, why don't we do something that really does have a meaning? Like there is a reason behind this. What we're building here, there is a manifesto, there is a mantra behind it. So with Rasta Finance, we said, okay, this is entirely community based. Mm -hmm. If we're building decentralized financial tools, 
Yeah. It is really to empower the people, not me, not a central bank, not a government, not some you know rich whatever. I'm not going to swear, but um, you know it's really about empowering the people. If we can build a sustainable model where you control your own finances, then we're winning. So Rasta Finance originally conceptualized in 2020, uh, and then in 2021 we officially launched it on the Binance Smart Chain. It's we've you know we've had our own yield farms, we've had our own decentralized exchange, we've uh, done collaborations with a number of projects, we have partnerships um, with Air NFT, Centric, Crocs, uh, some of like the more reputable brands in the in the uh, on the Binance Smart Chain specifically. There you go. And then last night we just launched our own Zion Launchpad. So. Zion. A lot of exciting things, a lot of movement, but we're far from done. We're far from starting even. Wow, Zion Launchpad. So there you go. Uh, Senior Birdie, OG in the crypto spectrum. Also, That's right, brother. OG, That's right. Right. Also a fellow tech guy. So, yeah. Senior Birdie. Um, man, that's great. Rasta Finance and the Zion Project. Um, Enrico Benzio. Hey. Yes, yes. Speaking about Rasta Finance, I think I... I supported rasta finance from the second week pancake swap was launched hey hey so wow. i'm not i'm not really sure how so, long that was so but rico I, I just want you guys to know that rico is also if you see him you will think he's a rasta as well because he, <laughs> he, he, uh, he has he has locks almost down to his ankles so hey sire but you can't don't forget we have another guest today yes we have another guest what are you talking about me now Yes. Can uh, you give me an introduction? Awesome, awesome. Oh, finally, we can hear each other. <laughs> I'm, I'm baffled. Like, finally, technology is not right. sabotaging right. me anymore. Right. Oh, no, awesome. Damn, that's amazing. We have, a, we have a new challenger. There you go. Tunes FX, give, give us the rundown. Yes. Oh, well, I just want to take a second to introduce uh, one of the most humanitarian CEOs that I've ever met in the crypto space. Uh, Robert, he's my partner from the Netherlands. Uh, Robert, could you give a, a rundown of um, uh, your position, maybe your experience in the in the, in the crypto space, and uh, uh, give us a quick insight, a quick insight uh, on Project M. Uh, like a quick insight, like really, you're like asking a artist with ADHD to give a quick rundown <laughs> of what he's doing. That. And, and I will try to make it quick, you guys, but I'm afraid you'll all have to bear with me for a few minutes now. That's no problem. Um, I started getting involved in crypto about mm, a little bit, a little bit over one year ago. I was just one of those many, many guys who just jumped on the train when things like Dogecoin and all that kind of stuff went hype and suddenly uh, became something valuable. Funny thing actually is this like my first investment or sort of call, whatever you want to call it was buying 150 bucks worth of Dogecoin at six cents and panic selling it like two or three days later at four cents so i already lost like 30 35 percent of my so-called investment after like two or three days so then i was like shit now dogecoin went back up what did i do wrong like so i started to you know read things about crypto and stuff but i 
kind of quickly found out that learning about crypto is not about like googling articles about crypto or watching youtube videos or analyzing the actual technology behind the whole thing that doesn't lead you anywhere if you actually are here to to make money or whatever if you're not like really interested in the technology behind it and well then basically you're here to earn money so then watching all these technical ana analysis on YouTube or hearing a so-called influencer or whatever speak about crypto is absolutely useless because it's, yeah, I'll get to this part later, but well, after the Dogecoin fiasco, I just started buying like, like this, the standard things, like I made a Binance account and bought, bought some Cardano. And then at some point I figured out what grid trading was. Uh, I assume you all know what grid trading is. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, you use like a trading bot to automatically sell at like every uh, 0 0.2 or 0.3% raise in price. Then your, the bot automatically sells a portion of your bag. And every time it goes down a little bit, it buys back a little bit. So, so it's like more, more like an automatic DCA bot or something. Mm -hmm. Well, this didn't bring me anywhere. This didn't make me any money either. So then I figured out like, oh, um, the crypto community is mostly active on Telegram. So I should make a Telegram account and I should join these um, crypto Telegram discussion groups. And then I found out that there's like, gorillion crypto projects out there and, <laughs> and um, millions of chats and and all people all trying to convince each other to buy each other's project and all that stuff so i was like oh i was a little bit overwhelmed i felt like i was thrown into the ocean without even knowing how to swim so at some point i just you know it discovered what a white sale for a white listed pre-sale or a private sale i figured out what this was so i was like oh i need to get on that stuff you know so then i um at some point by chance uh came into this chat from this project called rising sun is a pretty well-known project by now on Binance Smart Chain. They made a card game and I don't know what not. But before this project was launched, I was in their Telegram group and they had this sweep widget going on. And this was the first time in my life that I ever uh, even seen a sweep widget. I didn't even know what this whole concept was. So I was like, oh, so I just have to you know, put up my email and my wallet address and add people to the chat, use my referral link, and then I can win a whitelist spot. So I was like, sure, I'll do this. But I did this with so much um, like passion and energy and I was making memes and I was making a lot of noise in chat and stuff that suddenly one of those team members, he just added me to uh, a shield team chat from this Rising Sun project and told me like, yeah, we like your energy. Uh, you just keep doing what you're doing and you'll get your whitelist spot, et cetera, et cetera. So I got my whitelist spot. Uh, launch happened. I obviously uh, dumped on them like <laughs> within a few hours, uh, made a few bucks, and I was very proud of myself. <laughs> and by then, I knew a few people that were like 
a little bit deeper in the crypto scene. Like uh, I started to uh, get acquainted with an artist and with a contract developer, etc., etc. So I kept just you know trying to find these pre-sales and trying to get whitelisted for pre-sales and stuff like that. That was basically my my business model at the mo at that moment. But then at some point I found out by talking to these project owners and people who yeah, just worked in, in, in the teams that actually made these uh, crypto projects that there's a lot of sneaky shit going on behind the scenes. Like people uh, do, do a lot of market manipulation mm -hmm. or it's very easy in crypto to, for example, buy a trending spot on coin market cap or on coin gecko and there's all kinds of sneaky yeah. little shitty things going on yep. that make it impossible for a normal investor to do a proper uh, technical analysis of a chart or something there you go. because if some project owner just decides to to rock the whole thing then your whole technical analysis can go straight into the garbage yeah, and you lose your money anyway. So I found out how the actual business is being done behind the scenes in this way. So I decided that it was time for me to start my own project. The goal of this project was to make absolutely sure that nobody got scammed and nobody got robbed. So that was motivation number one to start our own project. Um, this project then I started to... Get, gather people around me, like uh, an artist and a contract developer and someone who was supposed to do marketing and a web designer, etc., etc., etc. Scammers are, are notorious to this space. Um, it's disgusting, really. It's absolutely disgusting. It, I, it, I, you know what the worst thing about it is? Like, so much money disappears from this market because scammers <laughs> steal money and take it off. Imagine crypto with zero rocks, zero scams. How, mu how much value would there be in crypto right that now? How much amazing. would BNB be worth Trillions. right now or Bitcoin? Trillions. Bitcoin would definitely be over 100K right now if there was yeah. never any scamming going on mm -hmm. in crypto. I completely agree with that, Robert. I think... And this, I feel really strongly about this because I have a very fresh wound. Um, this, you know, something happened to me very recently that, mm. you know, it, it could have killed me. You know, like, I think it could have killed me in that, um, you know, I, I put so much love into this space because I, I believe yeah. in it so much. And I think we, we all do, right? Um, yeah. Robert, you, you clearly... You know, you were you saw crypto a year ago. You know, maybe you didn't come from a very technical background, but you said, "Hey, there's something here that is truly yeah. astounding." And it's that we can take the power of our survival because we survive through the financial system, right? If we want to make ends meet, if we want to be able to live in an apartment, uh, pay a car to get to work, you need to have a bank account. You need to have an income. Uh, you need to have enough balance in that bank account to sustain that income or oh, the bank true. is going to end up giving you predatory loans and credit cards and all this other shit that really yeah, ties you deeper and deeper into uh, a sinking ship. So it's modern slavery. Really, it's, it's modern it's, slavery. It's completely modern slavery and we're, we're all kind of going along with it. And, and I don't mean to, you know, I don't mean to downplay real slavery because that, that, you know, that took place for a very long period of time. 
Yeah, of but course. And that was under very is, much more harsh conditions and even was. more unfair conditions than but the current is, modern slavery. But. This is slavery of our spirit, right? This is slavery of yeah. the thing that moves you on a day-to-day basis. So here's my most recent story, if I may share. And, and this is, I don't think I've told this in a public setting before, so this will be a first for me. So we're at that, you know, we're at that phase of our company where we've been operational for about a year and a half. We need some additional capital. We need, you know, we need a couple million to really get this thing off the ground. We're tired of the scammers. We're tired of the bullshit. We have a good community. They're supporting us, but we need more. You know, right now we're engaging in this music space. We're engaging in these financial tools that empower artists, but we need to market as well. We haven't done any marketing. Like there's been zero marketing for Rasta Finance. I cannot stress that enough. Everything has been completely organic. Everything we built ourselves in-house and then the community said, hey, I love this. I support this. And it's absolutely beautiful. And that's the only reason I keep doing it. But this last weekend, I got struck so hard, my my co-founder and I, the the one from Barbados. We got struck so hard that, you know, they could have killed us in that they literally could have killed us if they were worse than just thieves. Can you elaborate on what exactly what happened? So, Did money get stolen? Yes. Or what, yes what happened? Yes. Yes. All of the above. So what happened was wow. we we are now pitching to investors. We are meeting yes. with finance. We're meeting with FTX. We're, you know, oh, we wow. want to get more funds. We want to do this properly. We want to issue equity. We want to issue tokens. But it has to be balanced, right? So these yeah. investors approach us. They say, hey, we like what you're doing. You know, first I speak to a broker. And I come from a venture capital background. So I think I know what I'm, I thought I knew what I was doing. <laughs> like, I thought I knew what I was doing. You live and you learn, man. Fuck. Anyway, sorry for swearing. Go ahead. Um, you, can, you can bleep me out later. But so these guys <laughs> approach me. First, the broker says, hey, I, I like what you're doing. Rasta is cool. And I should have known. But, you know, my, my emotions are firing because this is my thing. You know, I'm, we're about to get mm-hmm. the funding. We need to really build yeah. Anyway, so I speak to the broker. He says, look, I'm not the fund manager. I'm going to hook you up with the fund manager. Then I speak with another guy. Okay, sure enough. It's, you know, we speak on the phone. I speak a bit of French. He is, uh, you know, he's based out of Switzerland. He speaks like he's Swiss. I've met Swiss people before. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. I believe it. Like, I, I believe mm-hmm. what this guy is saying. He's like, we have a real yeah. estate fund. We're about to get into the crypto space. We did a crypto deal. So we did this real estate deal in crypto mining and we made a lot of money and now we want to put it to work. This is free money for us, essentially. Like, so they're spending, you know, we're putting 5 million, 3 million euros into each business. And oh, I said, they made it look very perfect. good. This is perfect. I said, yeah, we can easily put that to work. Are you kidding me? So we, we keep the conversations going. They're like, you know, Bertie, I we like what you're doing. I like the pitch. Uh, we're going to put in about 300,000 U.S. dollars into your token, which is okay, okay by us at a price set that they only control like 7% of the total supply because right. our max supply is 6 million Rasta tokens, okay? Um, so yeah. anyways, so then he says, we're going to get a bit of your tokens. We're going to get a bit of your equity. I said, okay, that sounds cool. Uh, but he's like, we need to meet in person. Like there's too many scammers in this space. We've been scammed a lot before. You've probably been scammed. I said, yes, I've been scammed many times. And he says, okay, we just have to meet in person and then we can finalize this deal. Can you come to Geneva? I said, well, you know, truth be told, I can't come to Geneva. I'm leaving my full-time job. So I'm leaving my my full-time duties um, as a public servant. I've been a public servant for the past two years. I'm leaving my Just for my information real quick, because in yeah. the beginning of the podcast, I haven't been able to hear everything you were saying because yeah. there were some yeah. technical, you're from Canada, right? 
I'm based out of Canada, that's right. So they are asking you to come from Canada to Swiss because Geneva is, is like a lake in Swiss. So that's, it's not like a, like a 15 minute drive. It's not a 15 minute drive. It's not an hour flight. It's no, like they're asking you to journey. travel halfway across the world. Across the world yep. It's a 20 hour journey to get from. Yeah, that's literally halfway across the world. It's like if you like. Uh, what would be the total opposite side of the world from Canada, like Australia or China or, some, or something? Yeah, yeah. If you count the Pacific, if you count the Pacific Ocean to be like this bit, you know, big like space, then I would say yeah, like Far East Asia would be like the exact. Yeah, so Swiss is exactly in the middle. So they yeah, they yeah. literally yeah. ask you to travel halfway across the world. Yeah. They literally wow. asked us to travel halfway across the world, and yeah. I said, you know, I'm a public servant. I can't leave the country. Um, so I can't come, but they're like, well, you know, we really want to make this deal work. We've already been doing this for 20 days. We want to invest. You don't need to pitch to us. We know what you're doing. We love what you're doing. I said, holy crap. Okay. I'm like, okay. I'm thinking, you know, day goes by, they call back. We're on the phone again. They're like, can you send someone that you trust? I said, yeah, I can send someone that I trust. I said, my co-founder, he's from Barbados. He's, you know, he's a big guy. He looks like the Rasta lion. You know, he looks like Robert, if you ever see our logo, Look at our logo when you get a chance. My co-founder is that that in human form. So <laughs> I'm like, you know, nothing's going to happen to him. Then right. last minute, they're like, well, you know, can we meet in Rome instead? Rome, Italy. I said, oh, my God, how romantic. Of course. <laughs> what a, you know, could it be a more fitting place to c conclude this transaction? Yes, 100%. <laughs> right. So yeah. they're like, okay, well, can we buy the ticket? Can you buy the ticket? They're like, yeah, we'll pay for the ticket. Like, no worries at all. Um, yeah. So they pay for the ticket. They send us the bitcoins. We buy the ticket. We get to the airport. This is like we're about to like I'm about to drop him off. <clears throat> yeah. We get to the airport. Air France is like, there's no ticket. There's no ticket in yeah. your name. I said, we're like, what do you mean? They're like, well, there's no ticket. Like you can't fly. There's no ticket. The booking is void. There's no. We're like, okay. What? Well, we need to go meet these investors. We need to get to Rome. Yeah. So we end up buying this you know, $2,500 ticket from Air Canada flying oh, from... Just, just for my information, between yeah. the moment that she told you there was no ticket and that you obviously yeah, like, oh shit, you, you, you went into some panic mode, like, I shit, I need a ticket <laughs> ASAP. Yes. I need, need a ticket ASAP <laughs> yeah. to get to Rome in time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Between, these, between these two moments, you have not spoken to these so-called investors. That's exactly right. Yeah. We haven't told them this. We haven't told them yeah. that the plans might be canceled and we're not coming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. This is all like, you know, it must be, I don't even know what time it was, maybe noon um, on Friday. The eagerness of trying to close this just happened a few days ago, guys. Oh this is all God. fresh, okay? This is, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you heard it here first, kind yeah, of. Thing. This is a horror story. This is your story, exactly. So, <laughs> there you go. Um, we so buy the ticket. The ticket is like, I don't know, two stops. Like, first stop here, then stop there, and then you're in Rome. So, yeah, you're, you probably ended up in England or in the Netherlands that's first. Right. And then, that's yeah. right. That's exactly right, Robert. That's exactly right. So, you know, London, Heathrow, some other airport. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know what it was, maybe it was Zurich. And then down to Rome. Anyways, he gets there. He gets there. It's kind of late. You know, they don't meet that night. Uh, they can't. So the next morning, uh, you know, they meet at a restaurant, you know, yeah. for lunch. And it's, an, it's, you know, they meet at a restaurant for lunch. 
Okay. They're in Rome, and uh, you know, three gentlemen show up. The, the oh, so the actually, someone showed up. Of so course. now I'm already surprised. Of I'm already course. surprised yes. that someone yeah. actually showed up. Yes, yes. yes, Robert, you're gonna love the story. You're gonna love the story. Okay, so <clears throat> they're ha they're sitting at a restaurant. You know, it's maybe 15, 16 degrees Celsius. Uh, you know, the energy is good. You know, the ambiance is good. They're in Roma. Um, the food is good. Because they order yeah, right. everything. Oh, it's March and you're in Rome in springtime. Of it's course, the energy. It's springtime in Rome. It's it's Come beautiful. On. It's so beautiful. And and yeah, all the food items on the menu are ordered. Everything everything comes out. The burrata and the and the and the, the salad and the fish and the and the meat. Everything is everything is on the table. The pasta. Everything is there. So they're talking business. They're, you know, it's the it's the the guy that I spoke to, the fund manager, his his best friend or his partner, whatever, Gabriel, you know, also sitting there. They're like, you know, maybe in their forties, Caucasian Swiss types or Euro. I'm gonna say Euro at this point because I I'm not even sure what they were. <laughs> because so they're dressed extremely well. They're in suits that are, you know, at least six thousand dollars plus. Like it easy. Their watches are pristine, you know, and uh, the conversation is really good. They're talking about the yeah, business. they looked the part. They yeah, looked very part. professional. They looked very professional. They're yeah, talking yeah. about the business. They're talking about the pitch deck. They're talking about the investment. You know, they're saying, okay, look, we can do two point five million, but it's going to be a convertible note, which means we're initially going to give it to you as a loan. This will be a loan, accruing interest at four point five percent annually. The moment you guys form a business in Bahamas officially yeah. and then get mm -hmm. the company valued issued the shares whatever valuation you guys end up at we're going to convert that to equity doesn't matter but we want to put 2.5 million euros to work essentially right in my Big mind i'm money. thinking these guys have a bunch of money they need to invest it right now like that's the narrative i have stuck to and i'm going with it mm -hmm. right and i never stopped you blinded yourself from the truth i, I blinded truth. myself so hard brother yeah. I, I really really did so they're sitting at the restaurant and they're talking about scams again. They're saying, well, you know, we've been scammed before and we don't want to, you know, we don't want to mess around. So can you please create a wallet together with us here? Yeah. Um, you know, we just want to know that whatever account that we send the funds to is not some random account somewhere else. We know that we know the date, we know the transactions, we know everything. They're like, can you go over to that table to do it? My, co my, my, uh, my, uh, my partner says, no. I'm going to do it right here at the table. So they say, okay, then we'll leave. So then they all get up and go smoke a cigarette outside. While my partner in the restaurant opens his phone, you know, opens trust wallet, creates the wallet, writes down the private key in a, in a notebook, mm -hmm. yeah. closes the notebook, puts it in his bag. And then that's it. The account is created. The gentlemen come back. The discussions yeah. continue. Um, I presume they do a test where they send a little bit to make sure that money goes into the account. Sure enough, it does. Cool. Everything's working. But then the restaurant has to close. The restaurant's now closing for lunchtime because it's dinner time soon, right? It's, they, they're going to have to prepare the restaurant. Yeah, I understand how things go in Italy. I so, live in the Netherlands, so I've, you're very I've been familiar. to Italy a few times. So You're very no, familiar. No. And then after yeah. this conversation, Roberts, I want to talk about Amsterdam, which is probably one of my favorite cities in the world. We have a lot to talk <laughs> really? About. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. So anyways, 
And they leave the restaurant. I spoke to my partner. He's like, that, you know, that went really well. Like, everything's going really well. They want to do this thing. They're going to invest money. Like, we're going to make this happen. To me, to me, so far, it sounds like super, super well, like, like a dream come true. Someone uh, investing two and a half million euros into your project is quite right? a fucking thing. It's like, it's really, this is exactly what we've been, we've been waiting cannot, for. Like, and I know you're at this point in, of the story, you're in full confirmation bias mode. But yeah. so far, I, can, yeah. I cannot really blame you. Like, if someone like actually makes you come to Rome, sits down, have lunch with you, promises you two and a half million euros <laughs> of investment, I would be fucking excited too. Like, really? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So we were very excited. So I assume you that know, now the bad part of the story comes. Man. The story is still continuing, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so where exactly does this turn around? Oh, man. Do I take it that they uh, used the does. cameras inside the restaurant <laughs> and got the private key or something? This is yeah, because so far yeah. to me, it, um, it, do it doesn't doesn't sound like they took anything from you besides made you pay for plane tickets, yeah. which yeah. sucks, but yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so. So what happens next is my partner calls me on the phone and he's like, dude, it's going to happen. Like, we're going to make this happen. It's happening. They're going to invest 2.5 million euros into the company. They're going to buy 300,000 US dollars in tokens and we'll do it in stages because we said, hey, we need to do it sustainably. We can't yeah. just often give you 300,000 you know, US dollars worth of tokens in a micro cap project. It's, that's ridiculous. Anyways. All these discussions are happening. My partner gets, you know, he's he's in Rome. He's trying to find a cab. There's no cabs. And, you know, he's this big black guy and with drags. And, you know, he stands up, right? He's not exactly mm -hmm. blending into Rome at this point. So he gets back to the hotel. He boots up his computer. As he's getting home, though, the guys call. They're like, look, we're going to give you the 2.5 million note, like, now. Like, tonight, tomorrow, whatever. Like, we want to get this thing off. The, like, we've been doing this for a while. Like, let's get the show on the road. Let's get this Yeah. They're like, uh, we just want to make sure that you can cover the interest payments because 2.5 million euros, 4.5 percent, that's 112,000. It's like 100k. Exactly. Be like, you need to be able to cover the interest payments. Like, we need yeah. to be able, we need to make sure that if you don't form a company in the next year, that you're at least paying interest to us. Yeah. We're like, okay. Which sounds fair enough. I said four and a half percent is a lot, but yeah, it's logical. Because this is where things kind of take a dark turn. Mm. Um, so he's at the hotel, you know, he calls me and he says, Bertie, like we need to, we need to show them that we have something liquid, like that we can pay these guys, their interest. And essentially, you know, the ask is we just created a wallet together. Can you make sure, can you deposit that amount in there? So we make sure that the interest payment is in that safe account. And then you can even take it out right afterwards, but we want to prove that you at least have the liquidity to pay for interest. So now I, at this point I'm scrounging like I because as an entrepreneur like you don't really have hundred thousand laying around whatever you make out of the business you put into the business I, mean, yeah, I barely had any personal savings like at all zero zero you know and, you know, uh, and I just uh, put the mic on to acknowledge this like this is exactly like people always assume I have a lot of money but all the money but that comes in goes straight back into development of some other project or some other utility of the project but sorry for interrupting I just wanted to no, no, no. confirm what you're saying like this is how an entrepreneur go 
does his work. Like it's not like we we stack money all over the place and have some Scrooge McDuck money yeah. uh, warehouse going on where we swim in money or something. But please continue, and I'll there mute myself yes. again. Yes. I've been trying to tell people this for years, but anyway, <laughs> it's the truth. It's it's the absolute truth. Like if you really care about your business, you're not taking money out of it. Like it, it's just what it is. And and in my case, that was definitely the case. But I had some money that I had put aside for my mother, actually, um, to invest her funds into crypto. And I was doing a fairly good job. So I, you know, I deposit a certain amount into that wallet. And he's like, well, this isn't 100000 because it wasn't 100000 And he's like, you know what? He's like, okay, screw it. Like, I'm going to send 60000 of my own money from my own tokens. That will be my investment into the project just so we can show the, the fund manager that, like, there's liquidity there and then we'll do the transfer right after and at this point i i, I this was my actual first red flag to be honest with you right. because i said because i said no fund manager, fund would, be manager okay would be okay with that there you go there you go so there we go there you have it guys um the crypto spectrum you got the uh, from your abc scams to your very elaborate scams a uh, senior birdie is Enlightening us all. Yes, I am. Right here on Talking <laughs> Crypto. You heard us. Yeah. You heard it. You heard it first. So we're gonna go to a break. We'll be right back. Talking crypto. Stack that mate. Right? <laughs> when we could be superstars, we've been rather wrecking cars. What is that safe for us? Kicking up ponderous. Yeah, we could be superstars. But a pretty Shout out all my zones, Bahamas zones, worldwide zones. Two for two, let's go. She, uh. I do mean I dim, slim. Trimming gym, play little ting in prim. Play get drop just like a pin. Play the naked violin. I go higher to the end. On my knees to God, I been. On it daily before it in. I go get it, gotta win. Then no time up, climbing up the ladder. Don't wanna see me shine, but now merely a shiner. Must I send reminder? Stack my paper like a binder. Been out here, I'm a survivor. Put a price on you like an item. Met they neck, no one revival. Had they neck, suit and tie. Heat to head, no head dry. With shooters, no court side. That too. My Buddha buy Yes, truly, I'm a beauty, absolutely But still cut a movie My n- they unruly, you goofy Don't make them use it I no killer, I no wussy I no killer, but don't push me Hope they understand it fully Don't make me up this bitch and pull it Pull it Thought I was done, that ain't it I'm on my sh- I'm outside, excitement told me get them, so I did Danger in my eyes, on they it's like they pants down Ran down on them, I know these they fake So I stay dangerous, super grimly My bad and bougie, my money bag and jewelry Trip like Fiji, I blew it, then he blew me These trying to be me, they my minis Yeah, I'm up from the 20, they sneak this and this and on the any You finger typing, mom be itching, I be busy Count this money, whole pandemic, stacking and saving I been getting it, laughing at haters, I been sick with it They try finish me, God been good to me, action Lately they won't pee, I won't cheese Feature me, that ain't free Make him earn no master P On the D100 jam shots for free Yeah, I'm a G, no wuss it I no killer, but don't push me Hope they understand it fully Don't make me up this bitch and pull it Pull it, pull it I no killer, I no wuss it I no killer, but don't push me Hope they understand it fully don't make me up this and pull it, pull it, uh. All 2022, 
Have you heard about Orgasm's Bar and Grill? Known for the best Bahamian breakfast, lunch, and dinners. Open seven days a week from 7 a.m. until 2 a.m., including holidays. Orgasm's Bar and Grill, hosting karaoke three days out of the week, along with live entertainment two nights every week. Orgasms, two outdoor venues, two indoor venues, including a private room. Call 427-2155 to RSVP. Orgasms, Bar and Grill, located Gladstone Road. Welcome back. So there you go. Um, before we get back to this very impactful episode of Talking Crypto, listen, I just want to let you know, we, we are not guys in suits trying to sell you a dream. On Talking Crypto, we give it to you real, we give it to you live. Right here on Talking Crypto. Senior Birdie. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, so the, uh, I'm trying to remember where we left off exactly, but oh, I think I'm gonna no. start with the phone call. So he calls me, he says, you know, Birdie, this is happening. Like, this is really happening. And he's excited, he's clearly excited. The sun is out, the, the clouds are, you know, the clouds are in the air and, and Rome is beautiful. Um, and I said, look, it's not, not so fast. Until the money is in our account, this is not done. This is, this is my philosophy in life. Until it is complete, it is not complete. Yes. Early celebrations often lead to um, disappointments, I find. So I, I, I really do try to avoid them at all costs. In this case, <clears throat> he gets back to the hotel. He's connected to the hotel Wi-Fi. Um, I have transferred a, a good sum of money into this account. And um, he's, a, you know, we're going to show that we have some liquidity. Like th there is liquidity and, and we can pay the interest payments on the, on the convertible note. Um, and uh, it was everything. It was everything that I could get a hold of, including Rasta tokens. All of the Rasta tokens that I owned were all in there as well. This was, this was all my, my holdings. And, and, and I genuinely thought that it was safe. You know, this is my brother. This is my partner that's in Rome. Uh, I trust him with my life. I've known him for 15 years. Um, and this wallet is safe. Like he, I, I like, because we spoke about that. Is the wallet safe? Did you create it? Is it safe? Is it, is it safe? Is it safe? You know, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I do. As, as far as, as far as he could, as far as, Anyone Not maybe as far as I could, because I knew in my mind that all the funds are have to be in cold wallets. Please, I urge every ear listening to this podcast right now, get yourself a hardware cold storage wallet and keep your funds in there. Do not move them to an exchange unless you're going to sell it. Do not move them to a hot wallet unless you're farming with it. Yes. Please keep the money you don't want to lose permanently inside of a cold storage wallet, which is what I knew before we went to Rome, which is why he didn't have any money with him when he went. All the money was with me in a cold storage wallet. Okay. So he's, you know, he's about to send some funds in there himself, which was the first, as I said, the first red flag that I observed because no real fund manager would be okay with, um, you know, his CFO making a private investment without him knowing. Like, that was my first red flag. I said, wait, is, what is he going to say about that? He's like, oh, it's going to be, it's okay. Like, he doesn't need to know. It's fine. And I should have stopped. I should have stopped right there, but I didn't. 
And, um, you know, we're on the phone. He says, hold on, 30 minutes. You know, like, I'm going to send some funds in there as well. All of a sudden, uh, we're on the phone. And it's like, ding, ding, ding. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, it's sending. I'm like, what's sending? He's like, all the coins, they're sending. They're all one by one leaving the wallet. Bitcoin, BUSD, Rasta, CNN, whatever. Like I had had a bunch of CNN. Which wallet you said this was? Sorry? You said this was Trust Wallet you used? This was Trust Wallet. Ah, man. Hot Wallet, Trust Wallet. Wow. So all of it starts disappearing. I, I like... He's like, send me some address. He's like, there's only XRP and Doge. Send me the address. I like barely get the address over to him. We barely save like, please tell me the, the XRP drop. You know, the maybe the last drop in the bucket. Uh, wow. we, we may be saved. Please tell me you saved the XRP, man. I did. Okay. All right. <laughs> there is hope yet. Okay. Yes, there is hope. <laughs> All right. I saved the Doge and the XRP. Ah, Anyways, so I'm freaking out. You know, this is a probably sensation I haven't felt in a long time. And, uh, you know, it's this, like, despair, this, uh, this defeat, this pain that, that really finds a way to make it deep into your heart. Oh, yes. You know, because this isn't my right money. Now. Like, I, I lost my money. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. I'll make it back. I know, I know I'm, I'm not going to give up anytime soon. But when it's... When it's someone that you love's money, when it's when it's your mother's money, then then uh, then it hits very hard. Yeah. And this one, this one hit very hard. So at that point, um, it got real. It got real. It got real. It got real very fast. Um, you know, number of extreme emotions. Now we're worried for his for his well being because how did they get a hold of the private key? You know, like, yeah. it, was it the hotel that did it? The Wi-Fi? Like, was it the hotel Wi-Fi? Like, with, because that's very possible. If you're conducting transactions on a public Wi-Fi with a hot wallet, you're mm-hmm. asking to get your money robbed. So was it that? Or were they friends with the owner of the restaurant, these so-called investors? Did they have cameras watching him create the private key and then they recorded it? Did they wait for us to, uh, you know... Um, send the money in there and take it out. And here's one of the worst parts that I didn't mention. The Rasta token that they take, they immediately sell. Immediately. Oh, no. So they dumped the project. Zero. Like zero latency Uh, like mm. this. All of my personal, all of our operational uh, tokens gone, sold. Luckily, it wasn't a whole lot because I always believed in giving more to the people. I barely farmed myself. And so we, as, as I'm watching, so my partner is in Rome watching the money leave his account. I'm at home watching my phone say, sell, 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 sell on on Rasta. And at that point, I'm, you know, I'm feeling what I'm feeling about the, the stables that are lost, but the project is dead. I'm thinking to myself, you know, we're now 50% down. It's like the project is dead. It's dead. And that was just like a, that very extreme reaction in that moment, because what came next 
if that's not somehow divine intervention, then I don't know what is. Because members that had been part of this community since the beginning, like one year plus, emerged. Well, that's that's amazing, especially in crypto, because most of the time uh, the community would just point their finger at you and accuse you of stealing mm -hmm. and dump the rest of the tokens and absolutely it doesn't get any more community driven than that. Yeah. Is, is no project better than a community that gets together and actually do something when you have something happen in a negative sense? There you go. So, wow. You just heard it. And, um, oh, thank you. Um, so, you know, what happened immediately was we're going down in value. I get to the group and I start writing. Like I start just like explaining everything that just happened because they knew that we were going to go meet investors. Everyone in the community is deeply involved. They knew that. They, they knew that, you know, my partner, Ross, he was going to Rome to meet these investors. So immediately I'm writing. I'm like, we got hacked. Like something, I don't know what I wrote. I really can't remember. I can't tell you what I wrote. But people responded, they roared. They absolutely fucking roared. They bought everything. Whatever came out into the market, they bought it up right away. And all of a sudden, the project was launched back into existence, at least, you know, not, at least not destruction, you know, uh, that I don't think. That would have been devastating for me personally, to, I mean, to be completely honest with you, because, um, you know, community's involvement and, and what they said to me afterwards, how they spoke to me afterwards, the support that said, Bertie, we're behind you. Like, don't let this kill you. You're going to make tenfold that was, I think, all I had. It, it, in that moment, it was it was really all I had to to be like, it's going to be OK, you know. It's going to be all right. This is shit. This is terrible, but it's going to be okay. It's a lesson and a blessing, man. Oh, it's a lesson and a blessing. I hope um, you learn from it. Oh, my God. I, I, I hope so, too, but I'm really trying my best to extract the lessons from this. There um, you, go. you know, took a few days to really, like, if you can, when something extreme happens in your life, try to feel it as much as you can. Don't stay in it. Like, don't, don't, like, yeah, don't, don't let it, don't let it overcome you. It. Yeah. Honestly, I, I usually just hide from it. You start smoking weed, taking sleeping pills, shit like yeah. that, really. Yeah. Like, hide from it. And, and hope that at one point I wake up for, and forgot about all the problems or something. Like, really, this is just me being honest. I know. I have a question. Like, um, are there going to be any legal uh, repercussions for the guys who stole from you? Because I, if I understand this, the story correctly, you do know like their identity or location or appearance, or you do have some leads on where to find projects. them or who they really mm -hmm. are. Yeah, you're right. So, uh, we know what they look like. I think the names we had were completely fictional. And the yeah. first names we spoke with were, were fictional and we knew about it because they said, hey, we're not really using our real names. Like, that's not really my real name, you know. Uh, yeah. it was, he used the pseudonym uh, Arthur Melier. And, um, but I knew that wasn't his real name. So, you know, did we do a full KYC? No. Wow. Mm. 
Mm. We should have. We really should have. But I didn't think we were sending any funds to them. Yes. You know, I, I really thought so I was quickly. just sending funds to my, my business partner. Um, but I, I should have known better, too. Um, I think what is coming next is, a, is an extensive report that will be filed to Europol, um, which handles the financial crimes in the European Union, I believe. And, but, you know, I'm not really sitting here counting on the legal system to get the money back yes. or recover nah, the hospital. I was just curious, like curious what's, uh, what's the next step in a situation like this, because I've been involved mm -hmm. in getting scammed a few times and, uh, but this was all like, I'll tell, I'll tell my scam story yeah. in a bit. This is about yeah. uh, uh, another DEX who kind of like, I'll tell the story in a bit, but I've been scammed for like a few hundred bucks, like two or three times. And then I was like, well, fuck it, you know, uh, forget about it. You like, I'll just scams. say, you know, I'll make the money back. With, but that's an entirely different uh, category than the way you've been scammed. Like, this is life changing money that has been taken from you. Like, me losing 200 bucks because I send. I don't know, half a BNB to the wrong contract address or whatever doesn't compare to what would happen to you. So in my case, that would be absolutely That's like, a like stick up. if I would yeah, yeah. if I would take that case to the police, like, oh, uh, someone tricked me into sending 1.5 BNB to the wrong contract address. Yeah, then the police would just laugh at me and just tell me like, yeah, I'll you know, laugh. <laughs> uh, bro, we're busy. Uh, can you just go home, you know, and uh, just go work at McDonald's for one week or something to make your fucking money, like leave us alone. But in your case, it seems like there's a, like a professional scamming yes. gang. Hey, that's a movie shit. That was premeditated. That's like, a movie From stuff. the beginning. Yeah. That's a movie Oh yeah, like, man. In the Bahamas, you know what we call that? You just get swing. Yeah, swing hard. You get swing, my lord. Yeah. swing. But that was dangerous on so many different levels if they were willing to do it that way with your oh, business right. partner there by himself in a foreign country dealing with business and a lot of i wouldn't say money but assets that's right yeah. that's right yeah this is why like i've been through a, a similar story like that uh, dan birdie just that just told but i i was in ukraine and i didn't get scammed i actually met my development team there and we we went to their houses and to restaurants and all that stuff like i've i've been i've been through this entire story but in my case i was lucky enough to actually meet developers that actually like developed the game for me for the money yeah. that i paid them yeah. Yeah. i even and in the end i even ended up at, like three weeks ago ended up literally driving from the netherlands with my car back to ukraine to say to save a few team members from this wow. war wow. 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 wow 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 that's beautiful that, that's yeah beautiful. it's true like you can ask them um yeah, I no, oh i believe like, you 100 during my introduction i was telling you guys like why i was building my own project like because i was sick and tired of being manipulated and getting scammed and robbed and blah 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 so at at that point i was already like lost my entire portfolio once due to a flash loan a double flash loan attack on ape rocket i don't know if any of you oh, guys yes. heard of this platform but i got 
I, I, it took me like six or seven months to build up, build up the portfolio from going wrecked on Dogecoin from 150 bucks uh, until I built it all the way up until 15K. And this was mostly because I was lucky enough to get into the Polygon, Aprocket pre-sale and all that kind of So it all, finally, I had something. I had 15K and then this double flash loan happened and then I was straight back to 2 or 3K. That was all I got left. I used this 2 or 3K to buy banana tokens from ApeSwap, convert them to Gina. I was like, I give up. This crypto shit, I, I just give up, you know. I'm, get, I'm getting sick and tired of all this bullshit. I spent so much time, so much effort. Like, I'm analyzing, I've been looking at charts all day. I'm talking in, on Telegram. I'm, like, feeling the community, like, to see where this project is headed. Everything was going fine, and now this fucking... That comes in, does a flash loan attack, and I'm back to, you know, back to square one. So I was frustrated, and I was about to give up on crypto. And I, well, I thought, like, fuck it. I'll just go full in on banana, uh, convert to G-Nana, and throw it into this pool. And it was called the skill pool. It was from Crypto Blades. And at that point, it had decent APR, like 100% or 200% APR. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to throw my money in here and just let it slide. But then suddenly this skill pool, this skill token increased in value from like $1 all the way up to 175 bucks or something. Like it was crazy. So suddenly I was back to like having 10, 15, 20K again. So I pulled a bit out of the pool and started selling a bit and diversified my portfolio a bit. Mm -hmm. And then at that point... I had this I had this idea of like, yeah, we're gonna make our own project, but we're gonna make a project related to ApeSwap because ApeSwap is that these are the good guys, you know? They with their skill pool and the Gnana and all that and the great community and these are these are cool people, these are the good guys, these are trustworthy guys. You know what I'm going to make? I'm gonna make baby banana, like a reflect token that will uh, give holders banana tokens from ApeSwap as a re- as a reflection reward, and I made this whole website and NFTs that interacted with this token and all that. I did everything. Like the whole community was excited. Everybody was like, yeah, thought it was such a cool idea. Everything looked very good, and like everything was perfect. And then I had to negotiate with ApeSwap for official partnership because that's what. Uh, baby banana community asked to be like, yeah, we want to be official partner with ApeSwap. That would be so cool. And to have a staking pool at ApeSwap and that they officially endorse us as part of their, their family and all stuff like that. So I was talking to their business managers and I was like, these guys are not really taking me that seriously. You know, they're just like, uh, leaving me on hold for two days or just not reading my messages. Just, and then at some point, suddenly, like, they, they started talking to me all day, every day, and they, then they started making these stupid demands, like, well, if you want to be uh, part of the ApeSwap family, you have to do a Paladin audit, and it will cost you $50,000. I was like, what? 50 k for fucking audit? Are you crazy? And... My contract developer, the cat dev, he told me like, this is absolute bullshit because uh, I had other developers look at our code. Our code is perfectly fine. And the developers that looked at my code are ha- have higher education than the developers that actually work at Paladin. 
So what ApeSwap is doing is they're just, you know, making you spend that 50K on Paladin mm. because these guys from Paladin are their friends, you know? Oh, so I gotcha. that, that was That was fuckery number one. And then there was fuckery number two. Then there was like, ApeSwap told us like, because we wanted to do a pre-sale with our own customized pre-sale contract. But ApeSwap told us, no, you cannot be partners with us if you don't do a official IDO at one of our partners, because we're not going to do a IAO on our platform, no. And we want you to launch on Koala DeFi. So then I was talking to these fuckers from Koala DeFi. Well, they're nice people, but in the end, turned out it co that, that they demanded 27K for launching our token, for, for hosting our pre-sale. And I was like, what and the fuck? Guys like, joking, right? This, guys this joking. Crazy. Sorry, then. It's fucking crazy. That's crazy money. So that was fuckery number two. And then came fuckery number three. ApeSwap told us, like, we will buy... Like before launch, we will buy 10% of your token supply so we can uh, put it in a staking pool and give it to the banana holder. And I was like, well, sure. So I did the math like, well, there will be like 115K coming in and I have to pay this fucking audit 50K. This, well, uh, this Koala DeFi 27K gets automatically deducted from the amount of money they uh, collect in the pre-sale. So I was like, then we still have like 240k left, so we can put it in liquidity, and the token price will be like at a good fixed price, so the pre-sale buyers will be in profit whenever the token launches, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, and what what and what happened in the end was at launch day, me and the contract developer were desperately trying to add liquidity to ApeSwap and officially launch our token, but we couldn't do it because Paladin edited our contract and made a mistake and put in the wrong router address. So, so that was number one. You mean so during the audit? So, so Paladin totally That's fucked crazy. up our... That's yeah, absolutely but that, crazy. Yeah, but oh, the story is not complete yet. Then that, that okay, that happened. Well, during the pre-sale on Koala DeFi, that got totally fucked by some guy who used a bot or whatever like most of the people who tried to buy the pre-sale couldn't even buy, click the buy button so that was rigged uh, rigged as well like uh, some someone know, knew something and uh, you know took advantage so the pre-sale was fucked the launch was fucked uh the launch was fucked because i was uh, because this this paladin company put in a wrong router address in our contract and this audit cost us 50k and then I messaged ApeSwap like, oh, could you send me the money for the 10% of tokens that you receive? And they were like, hey, what, what money? No, you're not getting money. Um, we helped you with- What? We helped, no, 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 look, look, we helped you with marketing. So it's, it's usually we would uh, charge 100K for that. So uh, we call it even now. And you know what kind of help they did with marketing? They send out one single tweet, oh, one fire. single tweet saying, oh, there's a thing called baby banana. And it's launching uh, on this and this day. That's it, that's all. It. And then they justified not paying me for that 10% of those. So in total, ApeSwap fucked us for 177K.
Wow. I am so happy I heard the story just now. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm from, and I couldn't like, and I couldn't really talk about this in public before because obviously we have this connection to ApeSwap. But the only good thing we ever got from ApeSwap was its community. But I already had its community on board long before we launched. So, and they added nothing. And now my project is even like at rock bottom right now. Because the, the the reward token banana has gone to complete and other shit. Like any, everything related to ApeSwap is either dead or complete shit. Like when we launched, some of these ApeSwap partners approached us for a partnership, like Blockmine, Taco DeFi. Hey, Taco DeFi rocked and died. Blockmine died. Koala DeFi, the platform we paid 27k to to launch on. Died. died ape swap oh. went to fucking shit so my little baby banana project is still alive mm-hmm. still developing things the, despite all of this fucking scammery and and bullshit going on we survive and to me it's like oh the this crypto industry man like these people that are running things behind the scenes are so crazy and so greedy and they have absolutely no moral compass. Not whatsoever. everybody's honest, man. Like, because it's not that 177K, look, that, that wasn't supposed to go into my pocket. That was supposed to go into the all the baby banana holder pockets. So they stole your money because not not you birdie but uh you tunes like they stole my baby panels they stole your money yeah. they stole your money yeah. basically and so, so Robin, now we have a now, lesson you and yeah. i have a lesson here that we need to learn i feel that's because i the situation you described i am very sympathetic to and, I, and i'm sorry that you went through it um i've known ape swap since they began um, I was one of their first investors. I always I maintained a distance but leveled relationship with ApeSwap. Yeah. When Koala DeFi was first acquired, uh, they came to us as well and they said, "Hey, we can we can do the same thing with you as we did with Koala. You don't spend a dime. Uh, just bring your liquidity because we we had liquidity on our decks." Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I have this one member on the team. He's from he's from Holland too, Robert. This guy is probably one of my favorite people in the crypto world. He's a bit of a celebrity now. I think he's making a name for himself. His name is Sats, Sats Less, and uh, he's from he's from Holland originally. But this oh, guy, okay. we, him and I, we were in DankSwap when DankSwap was a thing way back in the day, which is what inspired me to build Rasta Finance later on. He's part of Rasta Finance now, and he'll always be with us. But he would say. Birdie, you will never, ever be going to ApeSwap for anything. He said, these guys are hungry hippos. And I have a look. There are some people on the team I have a lot of love for. Greedy vultures. The greedy vultures, really. Uh, Ape Engineer is my friend. Ape Engineer, I think think he's he's a good guy from my interactions with him. I've always liked Ape Engineer. I think he's a cool guy. Everyone else I've seen predatory behavior from, but Sats would always say this. He'd say, they're hungry hippos. They're going to swallow everything they can, as much as they can, until 
there's no more left to swallow. Wow. And yeah, that's so, exactly what they did. And now they ran out of shit to swallow, and now they're going to shit themselves. So what do you do? What do you do when you can't keep eating? Um, so you got to know how to be hungry. You got to know how to fast, how to starve a little bit. You, Robert, I'm I'm presuming, as much as much as myself, have hit rock bottom a few times, have starved a few times. So you can stomach. Oh, I've died a thousand times. There we go. So we have a lesson here. We have a lesson here because you have $177,000 that could have went to you personally, maybe or not, but for the project and for your community. It's like that's money that could have been put to good use. Same goes for me. Same goes for every dollar that I have touched. Because uh, yeah. I've made this mistake before. I've paid $8,000 or whatever thousand dollars for a service that ended up being Bogus. nothing. Hot air. You know, like, like not even confetti. You know, at oh. least throw confetti, but there's no confetti. So, Robert, you and I have a lesson here that I think we have to master because this is an opportunity for us. You still have a community. I still have a community. They still believe in you. They still believe in me. And oh, they do. And I'm actually developing a absolutely amazing video game at the moment. There you go. Uh, there you go. So I, I, I've like in the meantime, I've been teaming up with other people and we made more than one project. We made, we're at this point that we're launching projects every week now. Like we are steadily building up like a so-called empire to gather enough money to properly finish all the video games that we're making and make an absolute great project, like an actual good DEX with a good launch pad and a service where, where people can uh, order their customized made smart contracts and launch on our platform. And, uh, I don't even know <laughs> where to start. Like we're we're building everything at the same time. I don't know if you're familiar with Moon Vault or with Dead Cat Society, but all these teams came together, and now we're one big team, and we're developing all kinds of stuff. That's I would love to find out more about the stuff that you guys are building, Robert. I I think uh, now what I'm trying to do is is really try to connect on a human level with the people in the that's exactly space. what we're doing because we're actually actively looking for good team members to expand our team because we have a, a really big load of work ahead of us and we're tired of just hiring freelancers and people asking ridiculous amounts of money for stupid shit and mm -hmm. you know um but we survived everything. We survived all the bullshit and we're still here. And the, the, the platforms that I mentioned before that were supposed to be our partners or like our big brother ape swap or whatever, yeah. they all went to shit. And who, who's still here? Who's still here and who's still alive? Who's still talking? I am, you are. Like the good people will always be here, will always survive. And we get smarter and smarter. We learn lessons. Yeah. Every day, every Fuck. shitty event that happens to us is another lesson. It's a lesson and, in and a end, lesson. And in, the end, we'll, and in the end, we'll be the absolute kings of all the crypto industry. Well, besides the guys like CZ and, I don't know, the owner of Crypto.com and that kind of guys, <laughs> because we obviously cannot compete on that level. No, like, but, you know, it's, the, uh, Not yet. It's, the, it's the next thing. It's the premier division, you know, where 
We're right now yeah. in the we're in the we're in the village teams, you know. We're in and the, I exactly. usually try and get <laughs> exactly. people to. We're not think. quite in the Champions League we're yet. We're not quite but, in the uh, Champions League, but you know what I've learned this past weekend is that I don't need to be in the Champions League tonight. I don't need to get I don't need to get out there in front of 10 million people right now and throw a ball around either, you know. No, yeah. Well, can, if you keep comparing this to football or soccer or whatever it's called in America, like uh, we're we we're, we're not 38 year old players yet. We, yeah. we are still like in crypto. We're still uh, young talents, you know. We're, yeah. I'm a 36 year old man, but I'm definitely not a not, not a dinosaur in crypto or something. <laughs> I can still learn. I can still, mm-hmm. you know, develop myself and get better at things and find new people and new projects to work on. I'm not going anywhere. No, My, hey, I, I must interject right here. Right, I tell everybody all the time. When you're looking for new projects to get into, why are you going to give your money to the same folks that had the money before and would refuse to let you get a piece of the pie? When you have so many good projects out there that you could give $1,000 to a project and your time and your work and the returns from that would be greater than you giving a million dollars to those who already had it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure. Bingo. You, you yeah, then you're not. Then it's you're, just then, logical. Then you're not investing. You're donating. Exactly. Yeah, you're donating. Right back into their pockets. Yeah, and you're I, donating, not investing. And I realized, you know, the I tried to identify the root of that behavior, you know, and I think we all have a bit of that impatience of wanting to get to where we want to get to now. Like, hey, I want to, I want to be, I want to have ten bitcoin now, or I want to have thirty bitcoin tomorrow night, but. You know, instant gratification. I think, I think th- there is there is this cheat code that if yeah. we're patient and if we're diligent and we're putting in the work every day, we're holding the coins, we're investing the coins, we're making the right decisions in a calm and uh, using time as like this scroll bar in your life. You know, being like, okay, here I want to start the journey off, but I want to end it here. Kind of planning that out with time being the variable, I mm. think might be the missing key. To success because you know, hundred dollars in 2013, you know, makes you a millionaire today, yeah, and that holds true in crypto. And if deflationary economics hold true, right, because inflationary economics have done the opposite. If you look at every major global current, you know, currency in the world right now, mm-hmm. and I'll use the Turkish lira as an example, I'm ethnically uh, from there, so the you know the lira over time just gets more and more zeros right so that they 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 remove the zeros they take the zeros away and now it's back to 10 lira and then it loses value again and then you remove some zeros you keep italy did the same italy did the same before they had euro it's it's that's the way it works right if you can print infinite versions of it then Mm -hmm. they're only going to become less and less valuable with bitcoin or with Rasta or with M Rasta, you know, deflationary economics, if they hold true, because everything is a baby banana, baby banana, you know, everything, everything is a hypothesis right now. Hopefully we're going to see it play out. Hopefully, you know, hopefully we're going to see it play out. But the biggest thing about that is your, is your, your team as well, though, is the community. If you don't have the community behind you, your project 90% of the time will fail. Yeah, that's a community token. So yeah. without the community, what do you have? Yeah, but every single every single token claims to be a community token these days. Yeah. And yes. n- 99 out of but 100 uh, projects are just 
telegram groups filled with Full people who come in there <laughs> through call channels and they co just come in there to tell them like oh uh i don't know uh, crypto sucked my dick lord sent me and uh, now i'm here <laughs> and now I'm eligible. you know now i'm eligible to win uh, ten dollars worth of free tokens or whatever so hi here i am that's why people join telegram groups these days it's fucking annoying man yes like, it is real community yeah, yeah, there's community, but there's a big difference between community and having a real community, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. what, community what we had, what, what we had, yeah, space, uh, right? yeah, of course. Yeah. To like, because we're, we're trying to get these projects off the ground, like we're trying to do these things where we're like, okay, believe in us, like believe in me that I'm going to do this thing. Believe in me that I'm going to bring this from here to there, because... That's what, what like traditional stock investing is too, right? You buy the stocks of a company that you think are going to do well in ten years, and you just right? Yeah, definitely. I'm going to buy one share. I'm going to buy ten shares, twenty shares. What made me fall in love with DEXs or DEXs, decentralized exchanges, is that you can go straight to the company's website and invest in them or participate with them, uh, and it was seamless. It was like wow, while is, being anonymous, while well, being yeah. anonymous. So this is. Yeah, I mean, it can go wrong, but it can also go right. You know, I can I can do something that conventional venture capital might not want to fund, or um, you know, uh, a certain polit political ideology may limit. But then you know, I, I could I could be empowered by it. I know yeah. it's a double edged sword because it can also empower the wrong initiatives and the wrong causes. But you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. We have to, and we have to, like, it's up to us, the, the creators and the innovators and the mm -hmm. technologists to choose the right things, the good things and, and the loving things and use it for good. And we can't try to compete with them at the level that they play, the scamming, the stealing, all. the cheating, right. the, you know, like, the, okay, to go back to my, to my story for just a second, yeah. they could have kidnapped them and said, send us a million dollars in Bitcoin. Tonight. That's what I was saying. That's dangerous. I don't have it. I don't have a million dollars in Bitcoin tonight. Like ah. impossible. So that could have happened as well. Yeah. So, but before I forget what I was about to say, right? Yeah, I tell please. my team this all the time: is never what you do; it's how you do it and why you do it. It's always the intent behind yeah. the reasoning. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So once yeah. you have the right intent, I think you will always be successful. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. And I, and I really, you know, I drafted this little, cause we kept talking with the guys at like, they still called us. He said, I'm coming to Vancouver next week. We're going to finalize this deal. We're still going to invest money, but that's just, that's just the guy doing the final backstroking, right? That's like, yep. it's okay. Like, yeah, you don't, need like, to report yeah don't worry about it. Like, that's, just that's take okay. it, you know, just take it and shut up. So, uh, you know, I wrote this little, like little blurb to him be like, Hey, like this is very elaborate. And like, you know, you got us. You know, th this they is definitely that very they, convincing they and it. you've convinced us. Um, it's devastating to us. It's devastating to me. Um, the impact cannot be denied. The, 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 the trauma that it causes cannot be denied at all. Um, but I will heal. You know, I will get stronger. I will be wiser. And I will not allow for this to happen again. But you, perhaps, might have something that is forever tainted you the intentions that you have set in this world to rob and to steal and to take and to kill and to rape and to murder whatever it is that you've chosen to do will not really leave you mm. not really because 
we're all from the same source. We're all human beings, you know, floating on this rock, going in space. You know, anything can happen at any point. It's all so crazy. It's all so random. But, you know, I'm going to take my last breath. I know that. And when I take it, I, I'm, I'm going to say I did the best I could to love the people around me, to empower the people around me, to spread light and love as much as I can. But you might not be able to say that. And that, that it, it, you pay it. I, I know everyone in this call probably has felt karma in some way, but it mm. comes back one way or oh, another. It, it always mm -hmm. does. Oh, yes, it I can 100% uh, confirm <laughs> this thing that you're saying, like really. Yep. And that's why, why I've always been straight up in crypto and never scammed or rugged or whatever. Like, and the intention at this moment with the baby banana project is to make the most awesome little blockchain game that the world has ever seen. And that obviously the value of baby banana goes back up so that everyone can sell at a profit and everyone can be happy. And, yeah. and uh, my dream of making my own video game that I actually think is actually good and that I would actually want to play myself, that, that, that would be my dream come true. So. That's what my, what my main project is all about right now. And yeah, your story about having bad intentions and, you know, stealing from people or even worse. Honestly, I couldn't, I, I couldn't, I, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I would, you know, for example, rug a project for $100,000 and see a telegram filled with heartbroken people and... Mm -hmm. Uh, oh, I put my last savings into this. Oh, I'm uh, now my wife wants to divorce me. Blah blah blah. Just just one little example. There was this project called Buy Shares, I believe. It was also an ape swap partner. It was Buy Shares or do you do? Does this ring a bell with you guys? No, I've never heard of this one. There's infinite collection of names. I'm not surprised at all that there's some. Yeah, I know, about. but <laughs> yeah, but I'm. Yeah, but it was like with a, a, a bison, like the, the animal, the bison, oh. you know, they're like... The it rings bison. a bell. It, it does ring yeah. a bell. Does ring yeah, a bell. I'm looking at that telegram, like trying to find that telegram. It's, yeah, it still exists. You sure there's an elephant swap? But the thing I want to say is like they had this whole project and their token was supposed to be like uh, a share in the project and they take the liquidity of the token and they reinvest it into other vaults and pools and then pay the, the token holders dividend and stuff like that. But the team straight up just just rocked everyone, just dumped their own, like all the team tokens and took out all liquidity and pocketed them, them, them themselves and basically told everyone on Telegram to just go fuck themselves. So there was there were a lot of angry people and a lot of sad people there. Mm -hmm. So me and Nick have this project called Dead Cat Society that where you can buy an NFT and this NFT, uh, the, the, the money spent on this NFT, that we actually put this money into uh, uh, vaults or moonvault.com and every month we give the NFT holders dividend. So one of these guys uh, in our chat was was just just going crazy. Like, yeah, I just lost 30K on this buy shares piece of shit. Like they stole my money, they rocked me. Uh, now my wife wants to divorce me. I'm going crazy. I don't know what to do with myself. Um, so I just, I just straight DM'd him. Like, listen, relax. Like, this is what we're going to do. First of all, 
fuck these guys and you're not the only one who's 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 angry with with these people like there's a lot of people angry with these guys now and they will get what they deserve like you you shouldn't worry too much there's a lot a lot of people that lost a lot more money than you and who will put a lot of resources to work to find out who these people are and to get and to serve justice on these people but in the meantime well of course it sucks you lost your money so here I gave him like a free mint of the DCS project. I gave him some free tokens from my other project and basically told him like, this is just a gift to get you back started. Like you can dump it and do whatever, do whatever you want with it. So you have a little bit of capital to work with again and to build yourself back up again. And this guy could not believe it. Like he was like he, he was writing me a whole book like uh, about how grateful he was and that I, I completely turned his mindset around and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, really? All I did was press a few buttons and give you like a little bit of free, you know, it's not even free money. It's just free tokens and a free NFT. And I even received DMs from his friends telling me like, thank you so much, Robert. You saved his fucking life. He was about to kill himself. We wow. didn't know what to do. We didn't know what to do with him. And now he's all positive again. And then I was like, this is why I'm in crypto. This is why this really I do happens. my job. This is my calling in life. This is my path. This is now I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Like now I'm finally, my actions lead to tangible results. Not like I'm rich now. That's not, I would like to be rich. I'll, I'll be honest with you, just like you guys like to be right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yep. It's not my, but that this guy gave me such, like, I received DMs from strangers thanking me for saving this guy's life. And I was like, yeah, this, this is why I'm in crypto. This is why I, I chose, this is why I chose to make projects and stuff like that. And this is exactly why people trust me in the crypto scene, uh, why people listen to my advices. Uh, well, to, people from this team that we're talking to are we're, we're on my, my baby banana team as well. I've been always been good. I've, I've always been good to my team members. You know, I've always rewarded them, uh, help them, help them out when they were in trouble. Uh, sometimes uh, one of my team members uh, had some kind of problem or some shitty event happened in his or her life, and I helped them out. I had this. Drive to Ukraine, Poor girl, you know I mean? so like I have crazy stories about my Ukrainian employees, like really crazy, and that would take a, an all, a whole other, a whole new podcast to talk about because <laughs> these are long stories with a lot of details. But in like in the the past few months, I've been able to really change some people's lives for the better, and I can echo that. And that's my and that's my ultimate yeah, that's my crazy. ultimate reward my ultimate yeah. reward yeah. for being in crypto i completely agree with that I, I i it's been you know it's crazy how easy it is to to give happiness to people and instead there are the you know there are those that that choose not to do this but you know it reminds me of an old um uh, african tale uh, i was born in the african continent so I, I i feel like i my roots have always begun from the african continent and the story is um you know, a modern psychiatrist visits an African village and uh, he tries to talk to the healer. You know, he tries to talk to the whomever does the medical interventions in that village. Yeah. 
And they start talking about the, you know, like uh, different medicines for different situations. And if the patient goes through different situations, what happens, different illnesses. And then they get to depression, you know, like the sadness, you know, that really can compel someone to kill themselves or to, uh, to you know, to, to just not be an active member of society. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, well, depression, you know, we have all these different medications for it. Like, and then, and then the, the psychiatrist lists like six of them, you know, seven of them. He's like, it's such yeah. a, you know, it's such a leading cause in our society. And we have so many different remedies for it. He's like, I have no clue what you're talking about. And he's like, we don't have depression here. Like, that's not a thing. So he's like, well, what do you, how do you deal with people that are really, really sad? Like, he's like, well, th- it depends. Like each one has a different, um, you know, different medicine. He's like, I'll give you an example. A farmer, um, you know, while tilling his land, loses a cow. Uh, someone kills the cow or, or the cow dies. He is extremely sad. He is uh, very sad. Now he can't survive and, you know, he doesn't leave his house. So we just get him a new cow. We just, the whole village comes together and we replace his cow. And all of a sudden he's back and he's tilling the land and he's happy again and he's participating again he's he's like that's the remedy for depression you know that's how we solve the problem if someone is suffering if someone is crippled you don't say oh well give him a medicine you know let him deal with it it's like how do we get him up like how do we get him to stand up again and i think walk on the key word the key word here is that the the cure for depression is participating yeah yeah Participating, engaging, uh, yeah. exchanging. Because we're social people and anti de- depressant medication, but this is just uh, combating symptoms. You know, yeah. this is like it's not curing the problem. The the problem of depression mostly comes from not having this feeling of participation in something. I've been depressed a lot of times in my life. I've even been suicidal. I've attempted suicide in my life. Yeah. And people would say, like, you have absolutely no reason to do this. You, you had a normal income. Uh, you have a good, strong, young body. Uh, you have a decent face. You have a girlfriend. You have this. You have that. Why the hell are you? Because I had this feeling of being useless. Because yeah. I had this feeling yeah. of not belonging to anything. Mm. I always had this feeling, like, why the hell am I on this planet? Like... What am I doing here? I, 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 I don't have anything. Like, I don't have any responsibilities to bear. I don't have, do not have children. I do not have people that believe in me, nothing. Yeah. And all of this changed when I was starting to be able to make a difference in other people's lives through this whole, whole crypto thing. Yeah. Like in my life, I've been I, I've been a soldier in the army. I've been a professional MMA fighter. I've been MMA well, coach. Uh, I've I've done you know I've been I, I've been through some really crazy shit. I, I, I've I've grown wheat professionally. I love it. You're, you're, my, you're my new hero. Right? I'm gonna I'm gonna come see you in the Netherlands, my friend. Please do, please. Do. You're always welcome, bro. I appreciate uh, that. I will take I you up on it too. I grew magic mushrooms for a living and made magic mushroom liquor for a living. Wow, magic mushroom liquor. What did that taste like? Was it the truffles or was it it Cubensis? Cubensis, dried Cubensis and then um, 
I made this extraction that is called straw rum. It's like 80% alcohol. And wow. you let it sit for a few days. And then obviously you filter the whole thing. And well, from that point on, you have a very, very, very hallucinogenic, <laughs> very strong. Very record. hallucinogenic. <laughs> <laughs> that's like moonshine. That's like mushroom moonshine, right? Yeah, listen, I made, I made Cubensis chocolate bars. Like, I, I literally have one in the fridge right now. Like, if I eat this piece of chocolate, I'll be fucking tripping balls for like 12 hours like really there's four mao dmt in there there's a uh, psilocybin in there uh i know my shit when it comes to psychedelics that's that's what i've been doing like most of my adult life to make money so wow. um well but now i'm in you know in crypto and now for the first time after, like when i was doing these psychedelic things i also had certain people like oh thank you for giving me this now i yeah. understand life much better or i can yeah, relate this yeah. or i can process this trauma or whatever yeah but still it, it was so small you know like i had like three or four customers for the marriage for the mushroom liquor or i had like yeah. uh, I, I i sold this weed as a wholesale to these coffee shops where you know where they legally sell weed in the netherlands yeah, yeah, yeah. i didn't really felt it didn't really feel like I was actually making an impact on people's lives, mm, but now with yeah. this crypto, I've so many people have messaged me like, "Oh, just because you did this, uh, this and this happened in my life, and uh, I was able to, uh, I don't know, finally visit the amusement park with my children or what," and then I'm like, sometimes I'm even fucking crying. And even yeah. Toons, the guy who made me come here in this fucking podcast, this guy, like one of the first beautiful moments I ever had in crypto was um, when we started Baby Banana Project, his son started writing stories about these, we had these NFT characters and his son started writing you can see them on the website if you go to babybanana.finance and you go to Liberian lore. Then you can see there's there's this thing called Liberia because the, the, the island is named after a community member whose name oh, is Libby. Wow. So there's the Liberian law, uh, lore. These stories are written by Toons' son, who was mm -hmm. nine years old at that time. Right. So at that at that point, like at some moment, wow. Toons sent sent me a message like robert thank you because of you i've i've you know my connection to my son has become much more close and much more intense because we spend a lot of a lot more time on the phone talking to each other now and making and writing these stories together uh, i'm so happy that you brought me wow. closer to my son and I, I swear to god i screenshotted this and i saved it to my like to my uh, external hard drive and shit like that to me that little piece of conversation is like uh having a trophy like becoming world yeah. uh, world world heavyweight champion in the ufc or something like to me that little screenshot of a man a father telling me that he came closer to his son because of what i did that was one of the most pr the, one of the proudest moments of my life really like let me these, let me just let me interject. I want to confirm. When you say twins, that's me and uh, my son. 
my son, uh, when COVID started, uh, I sent him from Temple Christian to finish his uh, education in Atlanta. So he went from the Bahamas to the USA to Atlanta to finish his education. I was literally right when COVID started. Um, so it's been over two years now since he's been back home to the Bahamas. And the uh, stories that we've made for Libby um, for the characters of uh, Baby Banana, it really did bring me and my son much closer together. We talked. Like, it was to a point where, we, you know, we talked probably like once a week, maybe once or twice a month, to the point where me and him had a conversation every day. And it was it was literally uh, life-changing for the both of us. Um, just the joy uh, being able to um, connect with him, uh, being in another country, you know, uh, thousands and hundreds of miles away uh, because of this project. It was awesome. All right, guys. Yeah. We're going to take a break right now. You'll be right back. Oh, yeah, sure. All right. Crypto. Sure. The time is now, on everything Took my heart away from money, I ain't interested in fame And I pray that never change Ambition is priceless, it's something that's in your veins And I put that on my name Uh, only hope I had was selling Was on my grind cause times was harder than the seller flow My mama told me never steal and never tell them folks I grew up looking up the that was selling Oh, I was raised by the stop sign No religion, I was getting saved by the nah. By the minute, I was getting paid like the hotline Serving rolling, fiends was calling We was that kind, well connected Well respected and well protected And get accepted, was rejected Now they regret it, and get my message Was the signal when I was texting The I was calling was fraud And I learned my lesson, now I move with aggression Use my mind as a weapon Cause chances are never given, they took them like Interceptions so throw that pass, I'll be the cornerback Me and Valor and MMG gon' bring that one of back my ambition Easy to dream a dream, though it's harder to live They gon' love me for my ambition Easy to dream a dream, though it's harder to live They gon' love me for my ambition Dream a dream, though it's harder to live. Huh. Look, they gon' love me for my ambition. It speaks for itself. Beautiful music, painting pictures, it be my vision. Define ambition for me. My ambition to win, just to get me some ends. Help me pay my little rent. Maybe sitting in the bins. I saw mama praying as she wait on results. It was hot in the kitchen. Can I wait on the porch? My father was missing. Warlord all over north. Life was digging me deeper. I kept on coming up short. Breaking so many laws. Waking up in the dark. Who cut my power off? It's time to move that soft. Not too many options when you coming from the project. Sitting in the trap. Now you moving Cindy Lopper. Girls wanna have fun. In it with some change. And I doubt that ever changed Ambition is priceless, that's something that's in your veins And I doubt that ever changed Ambition is money, and I put that on my name And 
I doubt that ever change For, for my ambition Easy to dream a dream though what's harder to live They gon' love me for my ambition Easy to dream a dream though what's harder to live They gon' love me for my ambition Dream a dream that was harder to live. Huh. They gon' love me for my ambition. Huh. Beautiful music, painting pictures, it be my vision. Huh. Well wishes to my opposition. You probably cop a plea before you cop a. I got nothing against them, they got potential But every who can read gotta get his issue Subscribe, reside where all the lines and killers be And I ain't spend a minute up in the streets But I'm limitless mentally, I'm lyrically ZMT LeBron, I was in the six after 23 And family gets everything, and money is less important Long as your mama love you, don't ever love a woman I got a lot of, they got a lot of feelings But I got that green on my eyes and that ain't no Donnie Simpson I retire you, you in your position They play so then too slippery, can't even kick it Y'all ramble and talking sh to these You know you real, you don't say it. You know you real, we gon' feel it Ralph Beautiful music, painting pictures, this be my vision They gon' love me for my ambition Easy to dream a dream, but what's harder to live? Yeah. They gon' love me for my ambition. Beautiful music, painting pictures, this be my vision. They gon' love me for my ambition. Welcome back to another powerful, informative, and comprehensive episode of Talking Crypto. We're here with two CEOs as our special guests, Senior Birdie, Rasta Finance, and Robert from Baby Banano. All right? Doesn't get any realer than this. So yeah. we're not going to stop oh, yeah. me and let you guys continue the conversation. Yeah, and I was yeah, just I think we, we touched on so many different subjects, and, mm -hmm. and Robert, what a what an impressive background. Uh, but I wanted to say too, it's a, it's so beautiful to hear that um, you know project was was able to allow you to connect with your son in that way. I think that's you know sometimes some things come along and they trigger the that perfect note within us, and it seems like for the two of you, it it triggered the note, and then there's been resonance ever since. And uh, and that's so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, again, like I said, it was awesome. Um, uh, be, with, with Robert being the person that he was, uh, especially as a business partner, um, when uh, my son received an honor for a student of the year, uh, his teacher sent a copy of an essay he wrote to me. Mm. All right. I was very proud of him. And mm. I sent that essay to Robert. And Robert read it, and he was very impressed. Right. And wow. Robert, Robert was like a, a nine year old wrote this, you know, he was impressed. You feel me? And um, uh, that's when he came up with the idea uh, to let uh, little ape spare 
you know, that's the name we gave him, Shakespeare, but he's an ape. But you know? Yeah, that's ape spear, right? Where he, he gave yeah, him the opportunity. Yeah, because they're also apes swap related, baby, banana, so yeah, yeah, Shakespeare, yeah, yeah. ape spear, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. It's good, it's very good. So, uh, named, by, named by Robert, you know, he gave him the opportunity to, to write for the character, like you say, for the characters in the story. And and uh, that idea just led to a deeper connection. Just to to confirm, man, like everything you're saying is a hundred percent true. I love it. I, I love the creativity behind the stories. I'm just glancing through some of the stories now, and I and I love the creativity behind the website too, Robert. I I feel like um, <laughs> you know we're kind of like kindred spirits in a way, but uh, it's yeah, it's this is really wonderful to see and. Um, how often it looks do you get cool, to see right? it? Looks, it, it, it looks very cool. I love the lively colors. Yeah. I'm a sucker for all the colors. And, and then the... Yeah, it was like inspired by uh, uh, Yoshi's Island, Donkey Kong yeah. Country, like, yeah, 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 like yeah. my favorite Super Nintendo games. That's yeah. what it was inspired by. That's why you, wow. if you click that island button and you go to the island interface, like island uh, user interface, then you'll actually see an island with buildings, all of the stuff. This was all like inspired by I, I assume you know Yoshi's Island this, yeah, this Nintendo game. like Yoshi's Island Donkey Kong Country and after the podcast I will send you some like graphic graphical material from the video game we're making we're making like a uh, it's called Diamond Gloves um, I got the name from a combination of Golden Gloves because Golden Gloves is the world amateur boxing championship yeah. And diamond obviously comes from diamond hands. So I mean, diamond gloves. And in this game, you're a little, you can choose to be either a little, little guy or a little girl. And you go to this laboratory. There's the ape chemist working there. And you pay about 15 bucks in stable coin. Then you get a NFT randomly minted from him. And this will be one of the 15 species of monkey that we made in the game. And you, you take this monkey and you go on this adventure to train this monkey to become the world um, monkey boxing champion. So it's actually like Pokemon, uh, but you don't catch monsters and train them. But you, instead of that, you get a monkey and you train the monkey and you travel from town to town. And there's gyms and gym leaders. And eventually there's this a world championship you have to the uh, you know <coughs> the, the world champion and after all that is you finish the single player game then you can obviously play the multiplayer game against other people and that's where then uh play to earn uh, comes in that people can fight each other for money and we can use project money to organize tournaments just like a actual real professional boxing event that everyone who participates gets a little bit of money, but of course the one who ends up being the champion gets gets the jackpot, and that's the setup of this game. But um, when I show you this game, you'll probably say like, "Wow, this really looks like a little Nintendo game." 
Like we're really, really, really throwing a lot already. of money and hey, effort. Hey, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Nintendo. I saw the graphics myself. I, I would say like a, a PlayStation or Dreamcast or something like that. It's not, not Nintendo. I saw Dreamcast? the graphics. You did Dreamcast, wait. I saw the so graphics did, myself. It's not I, Nintendo. Did you just, did you just the mention the most awesome, aesthetically pleasing console that ever made by a human being, the Dreamcast? <laughs> yeah, I'm literally, I, literally, I swear to God, I'm literally standing in front of a dreamcast right now what? and staring at it at <laughs> like 80 centimeters distance yeah that's one of my favorite uh, consoles coming up too yeah dreamcast is fucking awesome yeah all right i look forward nice. to it i think we got about uh 10 more minutes left in the show guys yeah about, 10, about 10 more minutes just about 10 more minutes but we can keep flowing yeah, let's go let's keep it up yeah man i love the baby banana chat beach bar concept robert uh, yeah i love the concept but the execution is not quite what we expect <laughs> i know i can sense that i can the reason why i love it is because you know with rasta like the whole the whole energy is like everything is being done on island time and i know yeah but things take time right things things take time the vibe, the vibe in that the vibe in that chat was quite the opposite so we had to close it at some point because there was quite a bit of um let's say anti-semitism going on in there wow. and that kind of that was it was it, it basically basically the same thing happened that what which would ha- which happens to every single thing on the internet yep. uh, a, bu- a, bu- a bunch of uh, uh, dudes that probably live in their mother's basement <laughs> came in uh, to, to 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 spout out some file foul language and uh-huh. some nasty opinions and uh-huh. some blatant racism and shit like that so we just decided oh let's close the chat for a while and we never opened it again simply because no one requested it to be open again so yeah if people want to talk about baby banana they can go to the you know to the telegram group but uh it was it, it, the, the the things that were being said in that chat were the the complete opposite of what it looks like like mm. it looked like a really chill place mm. yeah, nice I, I was gonna say things. i like the way it looks you know i like the little crocodile yeah, like it looks it looks very funny but the yeah. things that were being said in there were anything but so you just need better patrons robert in your beach bar chat you just had the yeah. wrong patrons in the bar <laughs> now i need oh, i needed a good moderator <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, it's something that um what we're trying to do with Rasta Finance is really bring the, like the music industry into the crypto space. Like we're right now, we're empowering reggae artists and we're empowering R&B, uh, more Caribbean, in, you know, infused artistry, M- mostly music. But I think there's also going to be more print, and and we're I think slowly transitioning into decentralized commerce as well. But what we're what we're really focusing on is like allowing the artists from wherever they are in the Caribbean or on the Pacific Islands or wherever the hell they may be to not hell i'm going to take that back, wherever they may be um for them to publish their music online to make money from it to generate a crypto portfolio straight to their wallets not involving any other platforms or mm-hmm. any other distributors and labels and etc mm-hmm. and part of that effort is really holding rasta events you know like like events that are organized by zion lp platform or or rasta finance directly 
Uh, so we are trying to build, uh, we are building actually a physical bar, a Rasta bar in Bali. Wow. In Indonesia. Wow. And That's we are, cool. we're, what we hope to do is host events there. Uh, you know, like you would never think that there's Rasta in Indonesia, but there's such a huge appreciation for Rastafari culture. There's a huge appreciation for reggae and Caribbean music, island culture in general, because, you know, uh, a lot, I'm getting, you know, to be blunt, a lot of that creative Afro spirit comes from the, the West Indies to the Caribbean, right? Like if that wind flows with the, with the slave ships that came from Africa and it's undeniable. So that wind continues to the Pacific. It continues to Far East Asia and uh, Afro beats out of Nigeria. Like these are all super up and coming genres. You're seeing Jamaican artists now on mainstream charts, like coffee, uh, Shansea, you know, like uh, Buju Benton, like Protege, like they're all now coming into the mainstream media. So now you have this opportunity for Caribbean artists or island artists to, to reach global exposure. But what we have to eliminate is what has been done in the past of exploitation. Yes. Of, hey, yeah, you, I'm the distributor. Give me the sole rights. You want to make it big? Do this for me. You want to, hey, you're a good looking girl. You want to really make it on the yes. scene? Artists had to sell their souls literally. We we don't want any of that. Like that stuff is no good. And as a platform, we make a very small percentage, like 10 to 25% of proceeds is what we take just to stay alive. And we're not even there yet, but we'll, you know, hopefully it'll be sufficient. Most of the people, most of the people who would tell a story like this, I would never believe. But I swear to God, sincerely, I believe you. Like yeah. really, I can just feel the energy coming from you is very positive. <laughs> like, like really, like we're going. To, we went spiritual an hour ago. Like the, yeah. let's be real here right now. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I 100 percent believe in what you're saying, and I 100 percent believe in your sincerity. I and to that. me, it's super cool to meet a person like you. Like really, I appreciate that. I feel the same way about you. I feel like. You know, your life experience and, and the person that you've become and, and the person you're becoming, because it's a, it's a, it's a constantly evolving process. Yeah, it's an ongoing process. Ongoing, it's, I find it so admirable. And as, as I said earlier, which I'm going to hold you to, when I do come to the Netherlands, I, I, will, I will call upon you. And, and, uh, we'll and I will be I will be a good host. Trust me. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, and I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping to get some good strains of weed. I'm a, I, I love the plan. Automatic. <laughs> oh, I will get you the best of the best. And that shit doesn't come. And we listen. That that shit doesn't come from Amsterdam. No, Amsterdam is where the shit weed gets sold to tourists. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> listen, what I have right here in my house, I can I could just plainly just send you a picture if you want me to. But that that's the real. Real, real, real shit. Trust me. God bless you. I have, <laughs> I have two questions for you. Like, I, I want, yeah. I would like to hear you, your uh, opinion on two yeah. things. Um, yeah. Because in your story, you mentioned like uh, you want to empower the artists, but without mm-hmm. taking like uh, too much away from them. Because a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of platforms who claim to empower artists or connect people are actually just, you know, owning people like mm-hmm. like uh, putting them on a chain. And the, the the example I want to use is that you know the platform Fever. Mm-hmm. I assume you know Fever, right? 
Fiverr. Fiverr. Where you can hire, hire art, you know, like a yeah. graphic designer or a, yeah, uh, work a for developer, whatever. Yeah. So uh, that's my first question. What's your opinion about Fiverr, Fiverr, whatever it's mm -hmm. called? Because to me, they claim to be a platform for freelance artists. But if you approach these artists and talk to them about coming to work for you, they get into pro into trouble with with Fiverr, Fever, whatever it's called, yeah, yeah. because they're only allowed to work through Fever. So they're yeah, actually yeah. not they're not slaves. freelancers. Yeah. They're not freelancers anymore. They're Fever, Fiverr slaves, or whatever yes, you want to call it. Yeah. So what, that's, what's that's your opinion on them? That's a beautiful yeah. point. And so if you look at the main competition in the DeFi space that's claiming to do the same, empowering music artists or building a music platform, what they're doing uh -huh. is building these financial tools, which is just a platform. It's a centralized platform where yeah. many artists can come on board, stack them all in, stack them all in, you know, get an NFT, get a this, whatever, random things, random mm -hmm. hundreds, thousands of artists are on this platform. Get it on now. Great. Sure. But that's not what we're doing at all. Like that's, it couldn't be further from what we're trying to attempt. What we're saying is we have a very, we have a very defined niche. Like Rasta doesn't appeal to everyone and the people it doesn't appeal to don't really interest me. So I know what my segment of the population is. I'm really I, like, I'm going after the people that are good hearted, that are patient, that, that may or may not listen to reggae music because not everyone in our community is a reggae fanatic, but I'm going after a niche segment. Okay. Oh, and I'm also going after a, a niche uh, genre of music, you know, or genre of creativity. So we're, we don't want to onboard 100 artists. I don't even want 50. I want five. I want five artists that I can build relationships with, that I can yeah. educate, that I can help build financial tools for them. For example, you want to sell an NFT? Great. You want to release a song? Great. Sell it. Just sell it. Sell it on the platform, do it yourself, sell it, yeah. and get 75% plus of the proceeds for yourself. And my, my question was more related to the, the freedom these artists have or they don't are, have. They are, we are just giving them another tool. Like, uh, they can exactly. do whatever they want. So, they for example... Spotify, they, can, they, do, they should release on Spotify, because we're not a so music listening platform. For example, for example, if I would not have been a... 36-year-old uh, musically retarded man from the Netherlands, but I would be a, I don't know, young gentleman from the Bahamas with a lot of talent and <laughs> yeah. you would onboard me. And, onboard we have, and we would, we would we have success with each other. Like, my like I get a little bit of fame and like uh, people start to get to know me. And at yeah. some point I get this message and Suddenly, Sony Music's trying to get me on board and offering me ten million or whatever. How would you? How would how would you respond in that situation? What would you tell your artist? Would you let him go and let him earn more money somewhere else, or would you be like, no, I, I'm the one who made you. Um, uh, you? You cannot just go anywhere. Uh, you belong to me now. How would you handle this situation? Because Fever, Fiverr, whatever it's called. Is yeah. doing the, yeah. the, the, that exactly that like well, they, everyone they does the, the record companies do it like there is there's a very good Netflix documentary if you guys can check it out and it talks about the sample that was recorded um, from a from a poor like choir in South Africa 
So this this choir, they're, they're you know they're all black. They they are creating incredible music. It's the it's the hymn behind a Wimboy, you know the the lion. Oh, from the, the Lion King. Exactly yeah, from okay. the Lion King. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it's really from this like improvisational piece of of these four black gentlemen in South Africa, and you know. It, it's a record that gets recorded, gets put aside. He dies a very poor man. You know, he actually, like, right before he dies, he's in a, he's working in a shoe factory and he signs the rights over to the, to the guys, like to the record label that actually produced the record label. And the reason why the record label made him sign that is because they discovered that someone sampled that record and now they, now there is, there's a song that's been made in North America and it's generating hundreds of thousands of revenue. So, what the South African record company is doing is, hey, like as a, like you're about to die poor, give me all your rights. We'll give you like hundred dollars, and then wow. you know, we'll pursue this record, uh, you know, this record case forever. And that was yeah. a thing. Like the the daughters are about to die, and they're still trying to get something from Lion King's "The Lion Sleeps Tonight," which really belongs to a, a black artist in South Africa. So wow. this is this is the norm of the industry. Sign over the rights, yeah, give me exactly. the rights. You know, you're fucked. You're just an artist. Go starve to death. Like this is what it is. What I'm mm-hmm. saying is artists can't survive. Artists can't stay alive this fucking way. So no, why if, if you are an artist and you have a computer or you have a phone and you're in Bahamas and you make good music and you made the music on your phone and it sounds good, great. Go to Rasta.finance, upload your song set the price, sell it, get a majority of the sale. If your, if your community is tech savvy enough to use a wallet, which they're going to be eventually as time goes on. They oh, can just, everyone will. Even my dad knows how to use a crypto wallet exactly. now. Come on. Anyone exactly. knows how to use crypto. So that's what we're doing. We just want to empower the artists. If they go to Sony, they go to Sony. God bless them. If they want to write us a check afterwards, I won't say no. This is the exact answer I wanted to hear and the exact answer I expected to hear. I appreciate that, brother. I do. I think we're almost up for time, huh? Yeah. The time is almost up, guys. I had one final little question, and this is just a short question, because I've been like, what is your definition of a DEX? Because uh, PancakeSwap, for example, claims to be a DEX, but uh, they, they, they have uh, stopped um, providing services to people from certain countries because the governments of these countries are making crypto illegal or Binance Smart Chain uh, network illegal. So, so they're not actually... True. I think you, yeah. you're, you're a DEX until one day you become a CEX. Yep. You know, you're small enough okay. and, and yeah. decentralized enough until one day you're not. So yeah. that's what it is, Perfect I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you do agree with me that PancakeSwap is not a real DEX? It may not be anymore, no. I agree with you. No. Yeah. Well, there, yeah. you go. there you go. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> right on so, so Robert, Robert got his answer. Yes. Um, that's about all the time we have for the show. So there you go. Two OGs, Crypto Spectrum, even a E5. Deep in, deep, deep in DeFi. Senior Birdie at Rasta Finance and Robert. Thank you. From Baby Banana. So, very informative, comprehensive show. Um, you heard it directly 
from these guys. At your service, bro. At your service. And I'm very much looking forward to you making your own project. I know you got something in the pipeline, as they call it in the industry. Definitely. And I'm very excited about it. So definitely, definitely. Yeah, look forward for that far. Uh, le- le- listeners, yeah. pay attention because your host is going to come up with a little bit of a nice surprise for you all <laughs> to introduce all the people of the Bahamas to crypto. There's a yeah. very yeah. nice little project in the making. Yep. All right. Definitely. Hey, we're doing some big things here in the Bahamas. Um, we had a gateway, man. Hey, we had a gateway. Yeah, this will be the introduction of a lot of the people in my country, their first uh, steps into crypto. Right. That's beautiful. And the good thing about this project will be all the mistakes that I've been talking about today and what, I've, what, what all the things that happened to Birdie, mm-hmm. you all can learn from these mistakes and traps we've fallen into and avoid it. And right. that will save you all a lot of time, a lot of energy, and a, a lot, lot of, of nerves, <laughs> a lot of gray hairs, uh, and a lot of money. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, so much wisdom, so much wisdom coming from this conversation. Thank you so much. Guys. Yeah. Uh, definitely appreciate it. There you have it. Senior Birdie. Rastafari Thank you very much. Have a nice Thank weekend. You so Thank you so much. Blessings right. to you all. all right. See you guys later. Until next time.